Hello and welcome to the Dear DIY Mommy podcast. This is the show for DIY and decor lovers, all about budget-friendly home decorating, home improvement, and crafting ideas. My name is Christina Dennis, aka the DIY Mommy, and I'm a DIY and decor expert here to answer all of your questions. On this week's episode, have you ever been frozen when thinking about how to start a room makeover? I'm going to share with you exactly how to start your room makeover step-by-step today on Dear DIY Mommy. Welcome to today's episode of the Dear DIY Mommy podcast. This is episode number 23. This is a question I get asked a lot, and it's how do I even begin to redecorate a room in my home or even to design my whole home? So I have six steps that will help you get going. These are the six steps I take every single time I'm embarking on a new room makeover. So I'm gonna show you exactly how to start a room makeover to go ahead and design the home of your dreams. After you've listened to today's podcast, make sure to head on over to the DIYmommy.com slash podcast to get the show notes on today's episode where you can save this content, pin this content, see some photo examples of exactly what I'm sharing with you today, plus links to everything. So I use six steps when I begin any makeover to help me get focused, to help me stay focused, and to create a professional and cohesive looking room. So here they are. The first one is identify your needs. So I'm talking about both your physical and emotional needs. And I feel like this is the most important step to beginning any room makeover. It's nailing down how exactly you're going to be using this room. And also, how do you want it to feel? So think about the practical, physical needs of the room, like how much seating you want the room to have, how much floor space the room needs, if you need a table, how much desktop area. That stuff is really important. And honestly, I am the type of person that focuses a lot on aesthetics of a space. So making sure I really think about the actual practical needs of a space is something that I have to train myself to do. So really, even if the space looks good, but it doesn't function well, that's that's not cool. You need a space to actually function well and work for you and your family or whoever you're designing the space for. So then after you think about the actual physical practical needs of this space think about how you want it to make you your family and your guests feel so you could identify three key words that are going to describe the feeling of your room so for example maybe you want your room to feel cozy romantic unexpected maybe you want your room to feel energized bright cheerful so you can use these to help you narrow down images for the next step which is number two, gathering inspiration. One of the first things I always do when I'm planning a room makeover is to gather inspirational images of other rooms 
other items and some lifestyle photos. So my favorite tool for this is Pinterest, pinterest.com. So if you don't have an account already on there, go create one. It's free. It's easy to use. And then I usually create a secret Pinterest board. You can make yours public. Doesn't matter whatever you want to do. Uh, I make it secret because it's one that only I want to see when I'm planning a makeover. And then you basically just search through Pinterest and find images of rooms that you love and pin them to your board. So for example, if you're making over your living room, just search living room and then save the photos that you love on Pinterest. You can also go old school and clip out magazine photos and pin them to an actual bulletin board, whatever works for you. After you've gathered all of your inspiration photos, you can look them over and then I promise you there's going to be reoccurring elements in these photos. So it might be wall colors. All of the photos might have a light or white wall color. Maybe they have a dark moody wall color. You're going to see reoccurring furniture styles. Maybe you're seeing that you like traditional furniture. Maybe you're seeing you like clean lined modern furniture. You might see reoccurring fabric patterns. Maybe you see, hey, I love stripes. There's lots of striped fabrics in these photos. Uh, I like solids. I like florals. You might be able to see reoccurring light fixture uh, colors, etc. And then when you see all those, you're going to be able to kind of make a list of elements that you love, and then you're going to use those in the next step. One trick to finding images that suit your home decor style, you can narrow down your home decorating style and then use that phrase to search for images. If you don't know your decorating style, I do have a free two minute quiz on my blog at the Just scroll down to the middle of the page. It's right there. Click on that, take the quiz, and that's going to help you find your decor style. So you might be Scandinavian, you might be transitional, you might love a French country, and that's going to help you when you search on Pinterest. So instead of just searching living room, you can search French country living room or whatever your home decor style is. Step number three is to create a mood board. I love making mood boards. I could make these all day long. I make them when I'm watching Netflix with my husband at night. They're just so fun. You can make them on your phone. You can make them on your computer. You can even make them again, old school, clipping out pictures and pasting them to a piece of scrap paper, pinning them to a wall. This step is going to really help you keep focused as you gather and purchase items for your room makeover. So I make my mood boards usually in Photoshop. I do have a tutorial of that on my YouTube channel. I'm going to link to that on today's show notes. You can also make them in a free photo collage editor like Canva. So just head on over to canva.com or download the Canva app. It's a lot easier than Photoshop. It does take a little bit of time to figure out how to do it, especially if you don't have any uh, graphic design experience or photo editing experience, but it is quite easy. If you want to see a Canva tutorial on how to make mood boards in Canva, I'd love to know. Let me know, comment on today's show notes, and if I have enough interest, I will put one of those together. So to create your mood board, you just pull in some photos of furniture, paint colors, accents, accessories, rugs, artwork into one collage graphic, and then you can kind of see how it all works together. If something doesn't coordinate, you're going to be able to see it right away and take it out of the picture. This step really helps me identify the pieces that I might be looking for. It really helps me see, hey, maybe I don't want, 
you know, a black faucet in this kitchen design because it really sticks out like a sore thumb with all these subtle colors. It kind of helps you just really narrow down exactly the colors, the fabrics, and all of the elements that you're going to need in your space. Step number four is to make a floor plan. Because I'm often so focused on the look and the feel, this is a step that I can sort of gloss over, but it is really important. Again, it kind of boils down to making sure that your room is actually practically functional. Measuring your room and creating a floor plan is going to help ensure that you find or buy furniture and accessories that's going to fit in your space. Super important. You don't want a giant couch in a small room that doesn't hardly even fit. Measure the length, width, and height of your room and draw it on a piece of paper or on your computer. So I use both SketchUp and Floor Planner to make my floor plans. SketchUp is more versatile. You can pretty much do anything in SketchUp, but it is a huge learning curve. I'm still learning the program. Super cool, love it, but definitely takes a lot of time to learn. Floor Planner, a little less versatile, like you have less options where to put things, etc. But I find it really easy to use. So if you've never used any sort of room design software, check out floorplanner.com. I've been using it for the past few months and I find it to be pretty straightforward and you can pull in furniture that they have, uh, size it to the furniture that you're looking for and get a really good idea of the layout of your space. When you have prospective furniture for your space, you can draw it into your plan, see if it's going to fit, and then see how it looks in the room. So with both SketchUp and Floor Planner, you can see a top-down floor plan version of the space, and then you can see a 3D version. So you're almost virtually walking through the space and seeing how all the pieces fit and feel in your room. Step number five is to create a shopping list. So now that you've identified how you want your room to be used, how you want it to feel, how big it is, you can create a shopping list for all of the items you need for your space. So the first step within this is to take inventory of what you already have that can be used first and then create a list to fill in the holes. What you need will really depend on your room and your personal taste, but add things like large furniture, small accent furniture, artwork, rugs, smaller accessories, light fixtures, drapery, and even plants to your list. At this point, you can identify any items that you might want to DIY from scratch to save money or to create something unique for your space. And step number six is to set your budget and shop. And also keep an eye out for your muse. So you want to decide upon your budget and then with your list in hand and the items you already own in mind, start shopping. Super fun. I call this sourcing. Sean calls this shopping. So you can shop at obvious places like furniture and big box stores. So we're talking about, you know, places like Ikea, places like Walmart, etc. But don't forget to look online. Look at antique stores, look at thrift stores, and even look on local buy and sell sites like Facebook Marketplace for used items that can use some DIY love. And this is going to really help with your budget as well. Mixing old and new pieces helps give your room a ton of character, and it also is going to help you stay on track with your budget. Let's talk about looking for a muse. So keep your eye out for an eye-catching piece of art, 
furniture or fabric that can give your space some personality. I call that the muse because it's really the piece that is maybe going to make people talk. It's really going to draw attention to itself and it can also help you choose paint colors and final accessories near the end of your makeover. Side note, lots of people pick paint colors first, but I tend to recommend to pick those almost near the end of the makeover. Once you've gathered your, your muse piece, all of your furniture pieces, you've done your mood board, all of that, pick a paint color that really coordinates with the things that you've purchased. So those are my six steps to starting a room makeover. I hope you found those helpful. I do have those listed on today's show notes at the DIYmommy.com slash podcast. So head on over there to read more about these steps, to save them to Pinterest, also to get links to the home decor style quiz, watch a video and get started. Now it's time for today's challenge. If you have a room in your home or even in somebody else's home that is in dire need of a makeover, why not try going through these six steps? So you don't have to go shopping, but at least get to the point where you're making the list and ready to go shopping. Let me know if these six steps have helped give you any sort of clarity. I'd love to hear all about your experience on the comments of today's show notes at the diymommy.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode and happy DIYing.